0: Queen podcast, where we empower and encourage separated and divorced women on ways to move forward in their purpose and realize God's love will catapult them to greatness. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, creator and founder of Lioness Queen. Welcome back. You know, I always like to begin with the quote, and I found this quote by E.J. Sienta. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. And the title of it is Never Beg for Love. Mm. Um, and so this is how it goes. Never beg someone to love you back or be with you when you want to. Never beg for someone's time, commitment, affection, and attention. Never beg someone to stay with you when you need him the most because in the first place if he loves you that much he won't leave you and go and he won't let go of your hand he will never let you beg for his presence and love because he will give it to you with open arms don't beg it's demeaning and degrading. Remember, if you have to beg, he is not worth it. No one is worth begging for. Woo! Mm, I think this quote is heavy. Um, But it is something we do as women. We kind of do it often. We beg for someone who doesn't deserve us. But it's not that we don't know it, right? We know that they don't deserve us. We know um, we're being mistreated. We're being abused. We're being neglected. Um, It's just about staying with what and who we know in our mind is safer believing for someone better. For some reason, safe, that word, doesn't really indicate safe, um, as in protection. But in our minds, it's more related to the familiar. And so I know for myself, I didn't beg for love. Um, I felt like, When I found out that he wanted um, to separate, I felt like my ex-husband needed space to kind of figure himself out, regroup, get himself together. Um, Since he said he was unhappy in the marriage, I thought maybe, you know, we needed time to rebuild our relationship. Um, But in the same token, it was like, I knew my marriage, it didn't feel like a marriage. It was more of a, a partnership, kind of, you know, it was a partnership, not a marriage. We lived more like roommates, more than the formal role of a husband and a wife. Um, I, I mean, you know, I wanted my marriage to work. Um, I didn't want the divorce But I myself became very comfortable with the familiar and desired and prayed for um, actually um, to kind of stay in this safe place, right? Many of us, um, you know, it's like this is, um, we kind of don't want to see what the unknown looks like, you know? We, we don't want to start over um, a lot of us you know a lot of women say there are no good men out there um, as if you know we know that right as if we know that there are no good men out there and you know God doesn't have Christian good Christian men who are looking for good you know good women um, to marry but this is what we say right um, this is something, um, you know, we just think about as, so this is really maybe the best that I can do and not thinking that God had greater. So we also say, you know, if you're older, right, um, you definitely don't want to start over. So we would rather settle instead of seeing what more God had in store for us. You know, it's like we're willing to settle and accept what we're familiar with rather than accepting better or accepting the unknown. You know, it's it's like God may have a better and greater blessing down the road for me, but, like, here are my stipulations, God. Like, one, how long am I going to have to wait? You know, we as a people... You know, we're impatient. We want things and we want things now. And so that's huge. Like, how long am I going to have to wait? Um, Two, I don't want to start over because I don't know if I can trust them. I don't know if they're going to be honest. I don't know if they're going to break my heart like my ex did. Three, uh, you know, God, I know all the ins and outs of this one you gave me, right? And he knows all of the ins and outs on me right so i don't want to have to learn somebody else i don't want them to have to learn me i know his buttons he knows my buttons and i'm good um another one is like i don't want to have to deal face telling people about the divorce because of the shame that can come along with it whether they shame me i shame myself um I don't really want to have to go through that if I don't have to. I would rather just settle. Um, Another one is, uh, you know, honestly, God, it's not that bad. You know, maybe we just need to communicate more. Maybe we just need to go out on more dates. Maybe we just need to be more open. Um, You know, I can kind of go on and on, but we make up all of these excuses. And it's like we disqualify ourselves. From by assumptions and false beliefs. Let me say that again. Ooh, that's a good one. From assumptions and false beliefs. You know, for why we um, do not want the relationship to end. But then at the same time, we are not loved the way the Bible instructs us. And when we deny the blessings from the Lord, we do not realize the ramifications of not being obedient and do not realize how the unfamiliar, um, it can keep us from moving forward. Um, I think of it almost like a crippling, right? You know, uh, there's a, like a crippling that paralyzes us from not walking in faith and believing 2 Corinthians 1.20. The promises of God are yay and amen. If God has already said the promises of God are going to happen, why are we afraid to move forward? You know, um, unfortunately, we believe, you know, the lies that enemy plants in our subconscious is, is... And the craziest thing is, this is the only trick the enemy has, right? He has no other vices. This is... This is the only thing he has the ability to do because he doesn't have power, right? This is just an ability that he has. This is a skill that he has and he's mastered it so well. So if you think about it, right, the enemy's first trick in the Bible was with Eve. All the enemy did was make suggestions into her subconscious and guess what? He believed the lies versus believing the creator. Mm. Like, eh, eh. the Bible is, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. So from the beginning, the enemy, this has always been his vice. This is what he's done. And so it's something that we have to um, just think about that are we going to believe the lie or the truth? So I ask you, did you ever put yourself in that situation? Did you ever beg for your ex-husband to stay and not give up on the marriage? You know, honestly, it's, it's kind of a common thing to do, especially if you feel very passionate about your vows. And we as women do. Um, you know, we, we just feel... You know, we made the vows, we made the commitment, you know, and then what we do is we try to remind our husband um, of the vows that they made to us and try to convince them it's better to stay, right? And these are the reasons why, Um, especially if, you know, you have children, let's not think about children. And so it becomes um, like a marketing tool, you know, it's cheaper to keep me right type of deal um and we want to paint the perfect picture of what a family dynamic looks like and we would rather expose our children to unhealthy marriages than what a healthy Christian marriage looks like and that happens when we settle Can you honestly say that your children saw a healthy Christian marriage? Can you honestly say that you were in a healthy Christian marriage? And don't get me wrong, like maybe, you know, there could have been a time early in your marriage, right? Um, When your children maybe saw it, maybe they didn't see, maybe they were too young to even kind of comprehend what was going on. Um, and then maybe, you know, the marriage shifted, you know. Um, and so things can happen in a marriage. And things change and things shift. But we must remember that our children are learning everything. Everything spoken and unspoken. So everything they see. And they see nonverbal as well from us. And so it's important for children to see I would say it's very important for them to see our imperfections and see us vulnerable, right? So that they are aware that, you know, sometimes in life we have obstacles. Sometimes in life we have challenges. Sometimes the storms are rough. Life isn't easy. It's not a box of chocolates like, you know, Tom Hanks said in, you know, Forrest Gump, right? Right. But the goal is to teach our children conflict resolution by watching us um, and not by handling all of their conflicts, but providing them with the biblical values and morals how to respond to a conflict. You know, definitely this will be another segment that I'm going to have to talk about but we, the one big thing that bothers me is we should not be imposing our bitterness and, and baggage onto our children because of our hurt. Ooh, I, I gotta say that. Mm. Whew, that's powerful. We should not impose our bitterness and baggage onto our children because of our hurt. We definitely, we'll, we'll discuss that later. We'll, we'll, I'll talk about that later because that, that's really a sore spot, sore spot for me. Um, because what you, what you can do is just create this cycle. Um, and you wouldn't want anyone to um, blast out your imperfections, your weaknesses to your child, right? Um, whether or not they were intentional or not intentional, it's just something you wouldn't want. But it's just so easy to do when we're hurt. So let me not go off on a tangent, but we'll talk about that later. So we want children to see that God is love. He loves us. And he wants us to love ourselves, right? We we should be loving who we are. We should be loving everything that God created about us. We should love our hair We should love our face, our freckles. We should love our acne. We should love our body shape, right? Because he created us in his image, but he created us all unique. And so God sees our beauty not on the outside, but on the inside. Again, it's not that God's love went anywhere. If you don't feel it, it's not because it's not there. It's just because of where you are focusing. What you focus on, you feed. Does that make sense? The the more time, effort, and energy, right, that you put on what your ex-husband did to you, the more of those negative feelings, emotions, and behaviors will grow because you feed it with your attention. The more you feed it, the bigger it gets. Which is why you need to feed your spirit with truth. And truth is the word of God. There is so much life, liberation, promises, power, direction, purpose, and ultimately love. Just to name a few. It's in truth. It is in God's word. Have you yourself ever made a conscious decision to even look for God's love? You you can't experience it if you're not looking for it. We we look for we tend to look for love in all the wrong places, and that's everybody. Not just women. If if God is love and he is everywhere, that means his love is in everything. You just have to seek it out. Now, Let's say, think of some things that remind you of God's love. So, when we focus on God's love, nothing else matters. Definitely, you know, we are in a crisis right now with this coronavirus. um, And our focus is still on the wrong thing. We are so consumed with all the limitations that the state, the president, Everybody is placed on us, but really it's for survival. But we still complain. We, we, we complain about people having to go to work and being exposed to it, but you're still getting a paycheck. You know, it's, it's, it's our focus and attention. We're feeding it on the wrong thing. We are still focusing on the mountain. And we're not focusing on God and his love for us. His love was demonstrated, I mean, by creating us in his image. He didn't create us like an animal, but a superior being with a mind that has a conscious, a subconscious and an unconscious ability. A love that created the heavens and the earth in a way That we can appreciate and see his love and his beauty and splendor. A love that even in the fall of the first Adam thought it not robbery to send his only son, a savior, to die for us. A love that thought enough to create the commandments that he knew we needed to govern ourselves because we couldn't do it on our own. A love that shows that we are forever in the palm of his hand. A love that declares that we are kingdom children. We, king's kids. And we have access to his promises. A love, man, I could keep going on. A love that doesn't give us what we deserve, but gives us grace instead. That kind of love, y'all. Like, I could go on and on about his love but I want you to see how much he loves you even in the midst stop focusing on the mountain and if you didn't get a chance to do that exercise in uh, my third episode or you didn't get to hear it please review that um, episode three so you'll understand what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the mountain that we need to stop focusing on the mountain stop focusing on the coronavirus it is not greater Than our God and his power, we we are not to stay in the mountain shadow. Hmm. There's no protection. There's no peace. There's no hope, no shelter. If we stay in the mountain shadow. Psalms 91 has been in the forefront of my mind during this time. And part of that scripture talks about how we walk in his shadow. But that means we must stay close enough to him. Stay in his presence. But in order for us to do that, we must stay current. What does that mean? Stay current. So we don't let the mountain grow in our mind. It is a safe place to be in the shadow of the almighty. And that's what his word says. It's crazy because we can relate this to the coronavirus, right? So the, this pandemic has created a mountain in our minds so massive that it infiltrates our minds to a point where we think negatively, which influences how we think, controls our emotions And things that we do. Again, we have to go back to the root and reprogram our minds. We fail, you know, I feel like we fail to realize that God's shadow protects us from the heat and the intensity of the heat. So it protects us from the coronavirus and the spread. Right? So you have the, the virus itself and it's spreading in the outbreaks right? which is intense and so we don't have to fear because God loves us so much that he's already provided us a way of escape and that is to stay in his shadow but in order to stay in his shadow we have to stay in his presence we have to stay close to him even, I mean, if you think about it, and this is something that we fail to do. We fail to think about this piece. We, we are clear about the heat, right? And so, for example, the coronavirus, right? Even the heat you are, you're in, right? But we don't think about the heat that we never knew about. The heat that got He protected us from danger seen and the hidden wiles and traps of the enemy. So it's like God's love still protects us in his shadow, under his wings, even from things that we don't even know about. But he sees. He knows. We think we know, but we really don't have a clue. As to how many things God has shielded and protected us from that we didn't even know. Now today, I kind of want to end the podcast in a different way. I want you to, this is what I want you to do. I want you to write down three storms, challenges, obstacles um, that God brought you out of. And in each of those storms, write down what could have happened. But it didn't because of God's love. Then, I want you to write down three more things. okay? And those things, I want you to write down why did God love you so much to deliver you from those storms? What made you so special that He decide that He decided to, to deliver you from? Now, during this time in our lives, we need to do a little bit more reflection And that's kind of what God has been speaking to me, um, especially on what he's already done. Like he doesn't have to prove himself. He's already done a lot of miracles in your life. He's done miracles. He's continuing to do miracles and he will do miracles in the future. But we cannot be distracted by the storm. We cannot be distracted by the coronavirus. Remember when Peter got out the boat, the winds and the waves were already there. He just got distracted. Do not get stric- do not get distracted during these times, Linus queens. Do not. because God loves you more than you know. You just need to focus more on him than the mountain. Amen. Well, my time is gone. Thank you for listening again today. Remember you deserve more Linus Queen. Do not beg for love when it wasn't how God originally created you to be. Do not be afraid to step out on faith and believe that God has more in store for you. Even when it's a new territory, do not be disobedient during this time and allow the unfamiliar to block you from moving forward trust his plan, trust his way, because God wants you and wants greater for you. But we, you and me, we have to reprogram our mind. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen, Thank you for listening again. Let's go ahead and um, declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Um, Repeat after me. I am a lioness queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free. Intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Stay tuned for next week, Tuesday at three o'clock. You definitely can um, find me on Spotify and iTunes where we will continue to talk about God's love. Have a blessed week, Lioness Queen.